Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben. I'm here with Nick, Austin, Ed, and Rosemary. And we're getting ready to play another session of Valley of Famine. Once again, my name is Ben. I am the marshal tonight, running the shindig, doing the things, hurting the cats. Hopefully, I'm going to kill a couple characters tonight. <laughs> Hello, I am Nick. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara and also will be helping Ben by controlling Meifu, his lieutenant. And I'm hoping to not be one of those characters to die tonight. Again, that would suck. I make no promises. My name is Austin and I'm playing Herod Graves. And I thought I was good at math, but I can't count the number of tokens on the board. My name is Ed, and I am playing Daisy and Jonathan Graves, and tonight we are going to be stealing Paul Flint's stagecoach. My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy, about to hex her ex, and <laughs> uh, I'll also be playing Curtis Jensen, an NPC, beloved by everyone in the party. Alright, so when last we left off, you had marshaled together what forces uh, you could and uh, evacuated the town of Jacksonville as this uh, strange void in the sky grew. Um, and uh, you had all uh, spent the night at the sheriff's office. Um... Let's see who's where. Who's sleeping where in the sheriff's office? I imagine that Billy and the Bailey boys have probably been relegated to the stables, at the very least. Um, Billy probably to make sure that they don't get up to any shenanigans, and the Bailey boys out there because no one can stand trying to fall asleep with them. Um, I think Haru would be just sleeping near yeah. Rachel. And then Meifu herself would be sleeping just like she'd find a corner to rack out in. Okay. Uh, So Rachel and Haru are probably in a cell uh, together. Obviously, the doors aren't locked or anything like that. Rachel's got the cot and Haru's just sitting on the floor because he's a corpse. Jonathan and Daisy are probably in the next cell over trying to share a cot. Yeah, or, you know. He just defers to let Daisy have the cot because he knows he knows she likes to sleep in. Yeah. Uh, that leaves uh, one cell uh, and then a couple of NPCs, I think. Well, where is is Herod sleeping on a cot in the third cell or? No, I think what Herod has done is he's uh, taken some blankets and kind of made himself a place where he can sit up near one of the windows so he can hopefully hear trouble coming. Okay. So it makes him feel safer than if he were, like, sleeping in a cell. Sure. Okay. So you're in a, you're in a corner by the front of the office uh, near one of the windows and as close to the door as you can reasonably get, uh, which then leaves the third cell that Jonathan accounted for. Uh, Sylvia has probably taken the third cell. It seems like something she would do. And then Curtis is probably in the stables. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Or either that he's like under someone's desk with his legs just sticking out. Yes, I like that better. He's under the sheriff's desk. Uh, Lau never came in. He's off doing Lau things. Here I am being a Bigfoot. This is a family <laughs> podcast, Ben. Mm-hmm. This, what, wait, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> Lowbrow Lau? <laughs> When did this become a family-friendly podcast? We have, like, literal cannibalism happening here. I love how you agreed first. Like, yeah. Wait, no. Um, so, Ross volunteers to take the first shift. Uh, let everyone else uh, get their rest as best they can. Um, so... Haru, you are the first to awaken being harrowed. You don't require as much sleep. Uh, so um, it's probably early, early morning, like say 2 a.m. when uh, you come to your eyes just kind of snap open and you are awake. And uh, you see Ross standing uh, by the window looking out. Do you need your rest, Sheriff? No, no, I don't think so. And it's, it's just Kane, if you would. Old habits die hard. That they do. Well, I'll stay up with you. All right. Haru uh, would take just like a look at Rachel and, uh, then he'd get up and shake off the rigor mortis and walk out into the main office area and just wait for everybody else to wake up. You stand there in silence for a while. Um, are you standing like shoulder to shoulder with Kane or, or just... No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like sitting, not, not quite sitting, it's like leaning with my butt against Rachel's desk. Okay. Uh, like an hour of this goes by. Kane turns around, kind of looks looks over. First, he looks back over you at uh, over his shoulder, and then he turns, walks over to his desk, and uh, pulls a drawer open. Um, and you can't quite see what he's doing, uh, but then he he rolls his chair out, gets up on it, reaches up into the rafters, and pulls down a bottle of whiskey. God damn it! <laughs> and. Uh, uh, comes walking over to you with a couple of glasses, sets him down, pours a shot. You can see he's got some sort of note in his hand that he's kind of keeping to himself. A drink before uh, the uh, conflict. For all the good it will do us. And he pours you a glass, pours himself a glass, holds it up, and says, To victory. Kampai. Lachaim. <laughs> he shoots it. And he says, I'm, uh, I'm going to go check on the boys. You mind keeping an eye out? And, uh, I've got, uh, got some fresh coffee if you want to start a pot. Uh, I will do that. I was uh, hiding it for a happier occasion, but uh, this is as good as any. Any, uh, Tromps outside. Yeah, I start making coffee. 
You do that. Uh, who is the next person to wake up? Probably Herod. I don't think he's the most comfortable there, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll say it's probably uh, closer to like 5.30 in the morning when you finally wake up. This is probably a normal time for Herod to wake anyway. I, I feel like he's an early riser. Yep. Uh, he brushes the blankets off of himself, kind of unwraps them and uh, begins to sort of straighten his, his clothes. I don't imagine that he t- changed any sort of sleepwear. He's just ready for, for yeah. business in case someone attacked during the night. Um, he uh, checks his equipment, which is kind of piled against a cabinet to the side of the room, and uh, he focuses on the uh, the sharp Big 50, the long rifle, thinking that that might be the key to taking out some of the bigger threats in the battle to come. And uh, you don't see Ross as you wake up. You see Haru kind of uh, making coffee at the the stove. Do I notice he's woken up? I think so, yeah. Uh, morning, Herod. I've got coffee ready. I appreciate it. I will be over in a moment. So probably a few minutes after that, uh, Kane comes walking back in. Uh Kind of gives uh, Herod, he looks over at you and gives you a, a curt nod and a morning. And then he goes to his desk and draws his revolver and starts disassembling it and cleaning it. Anything unusual last night, Sheriff? It was quiet. Real quiet. I had no dreams, which was a bit of a relief. Well... If you're tormented by such thing, that's probably for the best. You didn't dream. We'll say, Rachel, you're the next to wake up. Probably get the get the smell, at first whiffs of coffee. Yeah, uh, she wakes up, kind of lies in the cot for a moment, and then sighs and swings her legs over and I think Scout is probably in the cell with her yeah. so she's just going to sit a moment and press her face against Scout's like the top of Scout's head like how you hug a dog basically mm-hmm. Scout kind of groans as as he's wakened up by this and then uh, you know he's curled up in a little dog ball right now so he kind of does that stretch of the the legs without uncurling from said dog ball. Yeah, she like scratches him behind the ears and says, you're a good boy, Scout. You're a good boy. Arr. And then um, she'll stand up and head over looking for the coffee. Yeah, yeah. So you step out of the cell. Uh, Scout promptly goes back to dog ball sleep. You see, I think, where's Haru at this point? It doesn't take that long to make coffee, so you're probably not, like... Unless unless you were standing there, like, watching coffee percolate for some reason. No, I, I, I think I was sitting at Rosemary's, or Rachel's desk and just... Okay. You know, rolling a an object in my hand every every so often, contemplatively. But the one when I see Rachel wake up, I quickly pocket the item. Okay. Yeah, you see Kane seated at his desk cleaning the tikva. Um, you see Herod going over his gear, probably triple checking it. With a cup of coffee in his hand. With a cup of coffee in his hand. I think, yeah, Rachel will, you know, morning, good morning to everyone as she, like, 
makes her way over to the coffee pot, pours herself a cup and does that for a coffee. Yeah, you kind of maybe takes a second for you to realize that, like, wait, this is fresh coffee. Yeah, she's very happy about that. I also am handing out horse jerky. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Haru and his horse jerky. Yep. I think she'll um, nod to Haru, and then she's actually going to go over to where Kane is at his desk. And I think if there's like a chair she could pull up across from him or something. Sure. <laughs> so you, you grab a chair, you pull it up, and you kind of hear a, a thump and a... <laughs> oh, that's right. He's and then Curtis Jernson uh, comes... First, his raccoon comes waddling out from under the desk, <laughs> chittering angrily at everyone, and then Curtis comes crawling out and. Oh, I'm Jinsy there, Curtis. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit you with the chair. Yeah. He stumbles over to the coffee pot. Yeah, Rachel. <laughs> That about that, she's like, I think she'll like look under the desk and then just double checking that there's no one else under there, and then she'll pull the chair up and sit next to the sheriff or across from the sheriff wherever he is. Okay. You hear Harrod grumbling from across the room. Why don't you try gargling it? Did it work? Okay. It only makes his voice worse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you're probably sitting across uh, from Ross, uh, yeah, or from Kane. It's kind of how I'm envisioning the scene. Okay, yeah. He, and he finishes snapping together the last piece of the tikva and kind of uh, he doesn't sight it at you. He, like <laughs> aims to the side. And, Rachel appreciates that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's practicing good gun safety. Uh, sights down it. Uh, Pulls the hammer back. Uh, it's not loaded, so he, he pulls the trigger a couple times to make sure the it's got whatever you do with a revolver. Ben doesn't know guns. Ra- Rachel, can I interest you in my Gatling pistol? I find that I have trouble firing it. Perhaps it would be better in your hands. Look, uh, I got my pistols, and I just think right before a fight ain't a good time to learn a new weapon I just mean as a sidearm should you run out of bullets you sure you don't want it? it seems like it could come in handy you might want to hold on to it as a sidearm I think that every time I've fired this thing I've missed I don't think I've ever hit anything with it the many many times I've tried let me see the gun <laughs> he hands it over to her can I cast boost shooting on this? I would say hold well sure you can do it now and we'll hold off like you charge the magic it's not going to do anything for him right now, so if he like tries it, it's not going to help him. Uh, but you can you can charge the item with the magic, and when we get to the fight, it'll. Oh wait, yeah, because it's that sounds good. So. I like that. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna actually hit something with it. <laughs> a four. So that gives you a one die ray uh, or one die increase to your shooting skill, right? You're not. Boosting fighting on this gun for some reason. No, yeah, boost shooting. <laughs> Here's this knife. I boosted your shooting. 
So she takes the gun and I think she's going to trace a rune into it. I don't think you could carve something into a gun. I would take time and specialized tools. So I think she's going to just trace it and imbuing this magical energy into the rune that she traces. And then she'll hand it back to you. And say, I think you'll find this might work a little bit better. What did you do to it? I sided it for you. Hmm. Feels lighter in my hands somehow. I won't question any further. Well, hopefully I'll see you through the fight. All right. I think Rachel's going to start cleaning out her pistols. Okay. Yeah, you you spread your your guns on the desk. Uh, Kane vacates it for you. Um, gets up, goes back over to the whiskey bottle, and pours himself another shot. Um, and I think uh, Daisy, you can probably wake up at this point. The smell of coffee is strong enough. Uh, maybe Jonathan comes to and and decides like, eh, yeah, let's let's get the coffee yeah. while it's still That's there. That's what I was thinking. Is Jonathan comes up. Brings a cup of coffee, puts it like right under her nose. Yeah, and, <laughs> smelling. Like, yeah, he knows how to salt. wake her up when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and she just you know, takes a few sips of the coffee and then chugs it, it way too fast. Oh no! <laughs> uh, yeah, Sylvia probably comes stumbling out of her cell and grabs a, a mug of coffee. I was going to say Mayfu is probably an early riser too, so she's probably up. Yeah, and she's probably I forgot about her. So yeah, Mayfu is up. So you find yourselves all kind of standing assembled around uh, around the coffee pot and the, the wood stove. Kane's passing the, the bottle of whiskey around. Anyone want a little liquid courage before we go out there? I could do with a belt. Sure, I could use one. No thank you, Sheriff. If I start drinking, I may not stop. All right, very well. And uh, he pours himself one last shot and kind of holds it there. It's uh, starting to get light outside. Uh, you still There's still no sky that is visible. It's just a black void. Uh, those of you who are looking out the window, you catch kind of a, an impression there might be clouds up there. It's, uh, it's raining outside. Just a, a very light rain. Uh, and you catch maybe a... a distant roll of thunder and uh, it's quiet around the wood stove for a long moment and then Kane who's still holding the shot he hasn't thrown it back kind of looks down at it and then looks up and kind of meets everyone's eyes it's very his usual somber uh, serious expression on his face and he holds his glass up and says well let's be at it throws it back Sets his glass down and walks out the door. Haru and Meifu follow shortly after. Then Rachel, I think. Harrod uh, hefts the rifle and his uh, Gatling pistol over his shoulder inside, respectively, and waddles out after them. All right. Jonathan and Daisy make her way out. All right. You walk out into the empty streets of Jacksonville. The rain has turned the snow-covered ground into a muddy slush. As you walk down the street towards the Jacksonville Inn, you get the sense that you are being watched, being followed. Uh, you hear the sound of cloven feet crunching in the, the slushy snow, antlers dragging against the sides of buildings. And as you make your way down towards the center of town, towards where uh, 
Jacksonville Inn is, you see arrayed in the street Paul standing there, black suit, looking calm, collected, passively watching. And standing behind him is a mass of Wendigo. All just standing there. Uh, you also see up on the rooftops there's some riflemen, uh, some of his mercenaries. Um, there's one standing on the balcony of the, the Jacksonville Inn in the U.S. Hotel. Uh, there's a guy manning the Gatling gun up there. And you catch uh, sight of maybe a couple of guys on the ground nervously poking out uh, from the doors of buildings and stuff. They're, they're not... They don't look like they're entirely too happy to be down on the ground where all the Wendigo are. <laughs> um, and also, you get a sense... Uh, it's it's hard to tell, uh, but with the light and stuff, it just seems like there's a, a column of non-light uh, reaching up out of the, the general center of the Jacksonville Inn, the Union Hotel, or the U.S. Hotel, all that stuff kind of just reaching up into the sky this uh, sort of void light if you if you will dark light whatever um, you, you come marching down the street uh, you probably come up short as you see Paul standing here with all these uh, Wendigo arrayed, or arrayed around him uh, and he just smiles it's not too late to turn back let this all just play out as it's meant to be ain't nothing about this playing out how it's meant to be (laughs) I think you'll find Rachel that everything is proceeding quite as planned well, just remember the last time you were overconfident, Paul. He smiles, and then you see kind of a, a change come over his face. D- the calm, collected demeanor drops, and an ugly, glaring glower uh, and frown uh, replaces it. This is a, a far more familiar expression uh, that you've come to expect from Paul. He kind of sn- uh, what does he say? Uh, he snarls, we'll see about that whore! And then almost as quickly uh, his face goes slack and then calm. We all see that? Yeah, you oh. all see that. It's That's pretty clear. I think Rachel um, I think Rachel's gonna look over at Haru and just be like I think he's definitely possessed by something. Haru is actually just he like he nods, but he's quiet and he's all like the based on the distance it's it's hard to tell, but you can feel that he's staring down Paul. And uh yeah, the the calm and collected Paul is standing there just looking back at all of you passively. Uh one of the Wendigo kind of steps forward impatiently and leans down so its its head's right next to Paul. And he just kind of reaches up and, and calmly strokes its muzzle. 
uh, and and pats it almost in a reassuring way, and then gently kind of pushes the monster back. Well, are we going to stand in the street in the rain all day? I mean, I certainly have the time, but <laughs> do you? No, we're going to kill some fucking monsters. <laughs> We have had time to cast spells. Yes, before. you have two actions to cast spells if we're looking to go to cards now. I definitely want to cast spells. You should cast some spells. Yep. Um, can White On have a turn to boost everyone's shooting? Uh, yes. Cool. My foo is going to do. Def- uh, you can do boosted with deflection, right? Or. Uh, so Wynon, uh orders people to uh, pay special attention to the minigun uh, and to eliminate uh, anything that approaches us to keep the line of fire open and firing. So just basically boosting their shooting. Okay, and what'd you get? Um, a plus two support roll. All right, so everyone gets a plus two that are shooting for one round. All right, um, go ahead. What is Meifu doing? Okay, so she's going to cast Deflection on herself. And she got a 14, so she's got... And he's got a minus 4 to hit her. Okay. And she's going to cast... I think she's going to cast Boost on her fighting. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's got a raise on that, too, so she's got... Nick with his loaded dice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's for her. Now mm-hmm. Haru is going to get like ones. <laughs> right. As is proper. And Haru is going to cast Deflection on himself and Protection with the Toughness modifier. All right. Oh, wait, I have D12. Um, seven... I'm going to use extra effort to add two or one to that. So that'd be an eight for the deflection. Okay. And then... What spell was this? Uh, that was This is uh, protection with the toughness monitor. Okay. All right. yep. um, that's another seven. I'm going to do another uh, extra effort on that one. Okay. So I have a plus four toughness as well. All right. I'll have to keep track of all that. I'll, I will. All right. Uh, Daisy, what powers are you getting off? Uh, I am going to want to cast Protection and Arcane Protection on both me and Jonathan. Okay. You can definitely do that. Uh, how many modifiers can we put onto a spell? How many, many power points do you have? Okay. I wasn't <laughs> sure if there was some limit. No, nah, not that I'm aware of. Because I think I want to do uh, more armor and toughness as well on the Protection. Okay. Protection. That is an eight, so that's a raise. So that makes powers at a minus four to hit us. And that's all powers, even beneficial ones. I don't. It's. I don't think so. I think it's. I might be getting the edge mixed up with that, but that that might be. Yeah, that's an edge. This is a spell. So arcane protection sticks with arcane resistance means hostile powers suffer minus two penalty. Okay, hostile. there you go. So, 
Oh yeah, Ooh. blowing up the. So yeah, we get plus six to our toughness. Very nice. I'm gonna cast protection. I think on Herod, me. I'm thinking NPCs. So, Kane. Yeah, Kane does not have any magic. Curtis. Curtis does not have any magic. Is there anyone else over there who doesn't have protection already going? Um, Sylvia doesn't, but she's going to cast it on herself. And Meifu doesn't have protection on herself, just deflection. Oh, okay. Um, so sure, Meifu, so... Five of us. Okay. And I'm also going to boost it, so it's plus four, plus six of the rays. Okay. I really want to raise on this. Oh my god. Yes, use conviction. Alright, add a d6. Alright, so you get your protection power off. Uh, you got one more action you could do stuff with. Um, I'll cast deflection on me and Herod. Okay. It's a raise. Alright, Sylvia's going to cast some spells. She's going to cast uh, deflection and protection on herself. Uh, she's going to boost the protection so that she gets extra armor. So first, deflection, though. Gets it off of a raise. Protection. I'll be satisfied if it's simple. Alright. So everyone's casted their spells. And let's go to cards as, uh... I don't even remember what Paul said. Um, he called Rachel a mean name. Yeah, he, he, well, he did that, and then he said, Oh, are we, are we gonna... It was stand around all day, or... I've got time, but you don't. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we're gonna start shooting at each other. Backhand Pew. taunt. Oh, oh, overhanded insult. Another taunt. <laughs> All right, uh, Rachel, get the Ace of Diamonds. Uh, Daisy gets the Joker right nice. off the bat. Wow. Herod gets the Joker <laughs> right off the bat. Yes. Haru gets the Seven of, di- uh, of Hearts. Um, Kane gets the Jack of Hearts. Sylvia has level-headed and gets the King of Clubs. Where are my bad guys? Where's Paul? He's in the street right there. Yeah, I know, but we're scared she... Ah, uh, looks like it was destroyed. Bummer. It'll just be completely immoral. Uh, he has improved level-headed, so... Not that he can get a Joker, because... The Joker's Paul gets a Jack of Spades. Uh, his mercenaries get a King of Hearts. The Wendigo get Native Hearts. And Parod, you've got some pretty garbage cards uh, for your command ability. Yeah, go ahead and uh, shred those. Throw them in the trash. Uh, I'm not going to shred them. Okay. Because uh, they're part of this card set but I will put them at the bottom of the deck. Okay. Okay, uh, who wants to go first, Jokers? <laughs> Ladies first. Where's that Gatling gun that you were warning us about? And are all those guys on the roof? Yes. I have a plan. I'm going to run. I'm going to map. 
and I'm going to try to just blow up some things standing all around Paul. Okay. So let's, first, let's roll my running die to see if this will get me anywhere. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so now I need a blast or... Uh, let's see how it... Yeah, let's get a, a large burst template, kind of... I want to try to hit Paul with it, just in case. Over as many of those, yeah. So an overcharged blast. So that would be one, two, three, four, five, six, Paul? Um, it would be five, because this guy is not on the same level. Oh. oh dear. Oh dear. Well, it's, it's only 15 to hit. <laughs> Who needs a Joker bonus? <laughs> it helps with the damage. Daisy Killmore. Nice. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's two sixes in there, so that's 12, 19. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> 28. 32, 36 damage. Okay. Well, uh, Paul is shaken. Well, all right. Excellent. Yes. You hear the woo-woo and a giant storm just... It's a one hell of an opener. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, what happens is uh, Daisy lets loose her rail rifle at uh, a series of Wendigo, and uh, Paul is uh, knocked aside by the blast. Uh, actually, as the dust clears, Paul is still standing there. His clothing's a bit must. Uh, he is staggering a, a little bit, but uh, there's bits and pieces of Wendigo splattered all over the place. Excellent. Herod, uh, you get uh, to go. Oh, oh, Jonathan, that's right. Yeah. Jonathan gets to go. Unless, you know, Herod really wants to go. And Jonathan's going to shoot at the guy with arming the Gatling... Gatling gun? gun? Gun the gun, yes. <laughs> gun is the word you're looking for. <laughs> yes. It's not a Gatling cannon. <laughs> I was going to say, like, pistol or something. It's like, oh no, it's just... A... Is he in... What's his range on that? He's at medium range. Okay. And do I get a wild die? Yes, he is a wild okay. card. Blows it up. So that is a 13 to hit. That's a raise. Very nice. <laughs> uh, we're at 15, 19, and 21 to the guy on the Gatlin gun. All right. Well, that kills him. Slumps over as his uh, rifle shot cracks out, uh, and the, the Gatling gun isn't spinned up or anything. So it doesn't start shooting. It just goes, bleh, goes limp. He's like, got him, brother. <laughs> And, Herod, it is, in fact, your turn. All right, Herod will uh, kind of sprint to the side of one of these buildings and sort of use it to steady his aim. Uh, he'll he'll take the sharp big 50 and uh, lay it over one arm, aim down the sights, and uh, take a shot at one of the uh, Wendigo's dead center chest. Okay. This is medium range, but he's got a joker. Yeah. And a boost from Rachel. Um, so that would be a six to hit. I think I want to try to blow this up. Okay. Uh, 
Um, nope. But six to hit. Yeah, it hits. And that is 2d10 damage. That is the look of not happy with the damage. Spending two bennies on my first turn with the Joker. Like that feeling. <laughs> Ten damage. <laughs> I think that will shake it. <laughs> Let me just double check here. Does this thing have any armor? No. Okay. Yeah, that'll shake it. Uh, Rachel, you're up next with an Ace of Diamonds. Um, could you move me forward six? I'm gonna cast Ammo Ammy. Okay. Oh, you get that off for a raise. Which doubles its duration? Uh, no, it lets oh, no, you apply two effects. Two effects. Nice. And then I think I'm gonna start taking shots. Um, also towards Paul and the Windy Does. Uh, I'll shoot Redemption at. Paul and Rage at the Shaken Wendigo. Okay. And I think, because I don't know if I'm in range, it's... It's 25 to Paul. 25 to Paul, 26 to the Shaken Wendigo. Well, I'll use Kentucky Windage, so that puts me in... Just medium range? Yeah. Okay. And you have a plus two to your shooting. Um, and loaded for wolves, I think. Okay. I think it hits. I mean, so, it's got to be a bonus because, or yeah. a, a hit, a simple hit, because your bonuses are disgusting yeah. and stupid. Yeah, because it's I'm still rolling at a plus one, so it hits. All right. Uh, that was against Paul. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll your damage. Paul for 19. That would shake him again, but he does not take a wound. The shot strikes him in the shoulder, and he kind of gives a an irritated grunt as though he'd just been stung by a bee or something. Kind of reaches up, digs the bullet out of his shoulder, looks at it, looks back at you, Rachel, and just smiles and tosses the bullet back towards you. That's concerning. And then your second shot against the Wendigo. Yeah, which I think is long range. Yes. So negative one total. Okay. Mm. You didn't do it. All right. There we go. All right. That's a simple hit. Six damage. That's not going to be enough. Sure. There we go. 15. All right, that Wendigo is dead. Um, I forgot something. Uh, Lau oh, yeah. is going to uh, hear the sound of the gunshots, and knowing that it is time for the battle he promised to take part of, he'll leave the woods and start sneaking towards uh, the back of the enemy forces. Okay. So Lau comes running out from between some of the buildings, uh, ready to join the fray. And then Curtis's turn. Yeah, huh? could you move? So, is that a building that Curtis can go in there? Like, I'm thinking I would like him to go into a building and like knock out a window so he can. Sure, that from. is a wagon shop at the end of the block there. Okay. The rest of it is otherwise kind of like a weird open vacant lot. Okay. Yeah, if he can have him run, um, he's going to head towards that 
wagon shop. He's a, he's a little dazed from from getting his head knocked by by Rachel earlier this morning, so he's not running as fast as he could. Um, all right, now it is my turn. Uh, the riflemen are going to go. Uh, one of the guys is going to. He moves over to the Gatling gun, uh, knocks the the body of his uh, colleague uh, over, and uh, gets on the gun. Uh, what's our range to Daisy there? 25. So that's medium range for me. That's fine. That's okay. He's going to fire. He'll laugh he gets snake eyes and just blows the gun up. That would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, so he's negative two for the range. Negative two because he does not have rock and roll. So he's firing at a negative four. Uh, and he still hits twice. Uh, first hit. That's yeah, just eight damage. Alright. Just bounces off her toughness of armor. Alright. And nine damage on the second. Same thing. Yeah, it bounces off her toughness. Alright, so. Daisy's fine. The blue glow just like. You see like. Little flashes as the bullets hit her. Uh, that was that guy. Um. The others are going to aim uh, down the the sights of their Winchesters. Sylvia's turn. Uh, Sylvia is going to move uh, six squares forward, if you would be so kind. And she's going to cast another spell on herself. She's going to cast Fly. Nice. Because she's a witch. And she gets a raise. Uh, So... She just used her movement, so she doesn't actually do anything yet, but she kind of, um, uh, no one relevant actually is going to see this, so never mind. I mean, you're not going to describe what happens? No, not yet. Well, I mean, Haru is behind her-ish. Is, is Haru, oh, Haru is behind another character that I can't see. So, yeah, Haru, you see Sylvia kind of rise up off the ground a little bit, and it's just hovering there. Uh, so Paul is going to go. He's got to unshake. He does so. No problem. I'll take that token. And uh, would you kindly move him forward nine squares? And he's going to run. Seven more squares, if you would. So Paul kind of dusts himself off, looks, looks up at Daisy, and then just takes off running in this, like, loping where he's leaping forward, hits the ground with his hands, and, like, uh, pushes himself forward until he's, uh, back to his feet, and he's just, like, sprinting at you in this fashion. It's almost, almost, uh, animalistic. Uh, but he does not get close enough to do anything about it. Uh, alright, Kane is gonna move forward six squares... Maybe not directly behind Daisy. There we go. And uh, he's going to fan the hammer at Paul. I'm just picturing someone yelling like, Oh my god, kill it! <laughs> kill it! Kill the fire! Shoot it! Shoot him! Wild Die is going to replace a miss and then another miss. So, one, two, three, four, five hits. One of them a raise. First the raise against Paul. Is a nine. 
Yeah, seven, sixteen. Which would be enough to shake and wound Paul, but he's just shaking instead. Because he's ridiculous, and the other shots do pretty much the same thing as Kane tries to riddle Paul full of bullets. And he just doesn't seem to be polite enough to even take a wound. Wow, Harvey, you fucking lost out on this round. The Wendigo are going to go. I know, right? I'm sitting here going, well, what do I do? <laughs> if you be so kind, the Wendigo have a pace of eight, and they're going to move directly towards... Uh, that group, I think, is actually going to move directly towards Lao. Eight? Yep. And they're going to run. Uh, another four squares, if you would. All right, Haru, it's finally your turn. You've just seen Paul get blown up and then shot a bunch, and it doesn't seem to be slowing him down. Yes, but due to Haru and Meifu's loyalty, they're going to try to get between Paul, the Wendigos, and Kane, and... Okay. So, Haru's going to cast Map. He's going to cast Speed on himself. And if I have to, run. Uh, before you count it off, were you adding any modifiers to that spell casting? I can only cast it on myself, so I can't do additional recipients, but I will cast quickness on it. Okay. Well. I'm going to use extra effort again. Okay. Um, running real low on PowerPoints. But I will get a raise with that. Um, doubles my move. I will not have to run, luckily. And, uh... So that'll be it for my turn, so I won't actually have to map. Okay. But Meifu doesn't have speed, so she's just going to move forward to six. Is she going to run? Uh, yes, she will run. Five. So Meifu comes running up, takes a stance just a little bit behind Haru. Uh, and that was the end of the round. Round two. Fight. Uh, Rachel gets the Queen of Clubs. Daisy gets the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Herod. Gets the four oh. of hearts. Haru gets the king of diamonds. Kane gets the eight of diamonds. Sylvia has level-headed. Gets the jack of spades. Paul has the improved level-headed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Three cards in the highest is the five of diamonds. Sucks That's Carl. Five of Paul. hearts. That's Carl right there. Said sucks to suck, Paul. <laughs> Uh, his mercenaries get the Queen of Hearts. The Wendigo get the Ten of Hearts. Harold, uh, you got an Ace of Spades to play with there. Yeah, go ahead and give that Ace to Haru. Okay, I am going to move forward and head... Not just forward, but more diagonal to... Move to the corner of the street there. And now I am going to do a... Actually... Just an overcharged bolt with the heavy weapon at the Gatling gun. Okay. Less at ones. the Gatling gun. Not the guy on the Gatling gun, but the gun. The Gatling gun. Okay, take so... take it out. Uh, okay, that is fine. Uh, when you roll your damage, you don't get to explode your dice. Uh, I am using the heavy weapon modifier. I understand. Okay. Uh, well, that's going to be a raise. It is going to be a raise, but you don't get your raise die. Really? Yeah, it's hard hurt objects. Uh, uh, 14, 16 damage. Pretty sure it's busted. 
Do they have stats for a Gatling gun? Mm, kind of, sort of, not really. They have example objects, and you can kind of infer from there. Yeah, we're going to give it a toughness of 10. It's a little sturdier than a pistol or a rifle, but what what did you say you got there? 16. 16. So, yeah, the Gatling gun is destroyed. Okay, excellent. Now, Jonathan... Oh, what's he going to do? Uh, he's kind of far away from you, and that's... Yeah, he'll start moving, yeah, six towards me, diagonally and all. You know, he's going to run a bit, too. Let's let him, let's have him run so that he can get closer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not in the middle. One. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, he'll shoot at one of the sharpshooters. Okay. Probably the guy at the Gatling gun. You did run. Yeah, I was, oh, I didn't mention I was mapping. I was going to map. Okay. Uh, negative <laughs> two. To, negative yes. two. He shoots and he misses. All right. Uh, yep. There's a lot going on in this combat. Uh, he he's a little little scattered there. Um, Haru, you're up with the Ace of Spades. Against my better judgment, I'm going to move into melee with Paul. All right. Perfect. And I'm going to map attack him. With a frenzy, a regular attack, and then an offhand attack. All right. That's a 13. That will hit with a raise. I keep forgetting that my, uh, my wild die with my melee attack is a d10. 19 damage. You cut at him, slicing some of his clothes, but... Your your blades don't seem to be drawing any blood, and it doesn't seem to be slowing him down at all. Eh. Next attack, aim for a head. Headshot. Okay. Ooh. 23. That will hit with a raise. Sure, you want to Benny that damage? No, GM is asking that. that no, I, I, no, I, no. <laughs> I just want to be clear yeah. about that. Okay, well, the damage I would have done would have been fifteen damage. Fifteen? That would have been enough to shake and wound him, but uh, it doesn't seem to have any effect. You strike at his neck. Your blade connects, and uh, it kind of forces him to twist to the side as your blade hits and runs across and then he just kind of slowly brings his head back to to look at you and smiles I know there isn't because I did my attacks for the turn but I'm going to go into a defensive posture then okay and uh, Meifu is going to see that my weapons have no effect on him and instead nope 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 it's going to uh She's going to come to my side here and kind of wait for the Wendigo to move forward. Okay. Paul's men are going to go. Uh, the guy that was at the Gatling gun is just going to go, Oh, man! <laughs> I finally got my chance to use the Gatling gun and they broke it! Uh, he pushes himself back from it, grabs his rifle. I think that's just going to be his action. But the 
other uh, this guy should be inside a building he's not out in the street like, nope I'm not getting out into that nonsense what's the range to Daisy right now from uh, let's say from, from this guy 22 22 uh, that is short range for the Winchesters six of them are shooting at you Uh, so rifles crack out. Harrod, you're kind of uh, taken back to the Civil War a little bit, your time on the front lines and stuff. Daisy, you did not have def- Did you have deflection up? No. Nope. No, no deflection. Unless they're using powers to shoot. No. <laughs> they're using guns. Uh, that is a raise. That is a raise. That is a raise. That is just a regular normal hit. That is a miss. And that was a hit. Uh, right. Ow. Uh, the first raise. <laughs> Good thing that die blew up. That is nine. Um, eleven damage. AP two. That will shake. That was the first shot. Second raise. Uh, that's oh wait, AP two doesn't matter. I've had toughness. Go ahead and hang on to that. You're going to need that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hang on to it. <laughs> so that first shot, did, you know, it came close, close call, but it didn't actually uh, get through your armor. Um, Ten, sixteen, uh, seventeen points of damage. Now that would be a wound. Spend a bit of soak. No, I don't think I have enough. <laughs> Uh, I soak it. All right, very nice. You can go ahead and hold that card for a little while longer. I got one more raise. Just the status cards. Yeah. Oh, that's probably not going to do it. That is eight. <laughs> Doesn't do it. All right. Uh, now the regular hits. This is where I die. Right. Oh no. <laughs> that's twelve. Uh, no, thirteen. Thirteen. That's shaking. Last shot. Uh, ten damage. Ten will not do it. All right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> A lot of bullets coming your way. That uh, was their turn. Now this guy is actually going to lean out, and he's going to take a shot at Daisy. He misses. Ooh! But it does not critically miss. All right, that was them. Who's next? Rachel, you're next with the Queen of Clubs. I actually think I'm going to do Curtis first. So That's fine. Can you move him into the wagon shop? Kill Map, so he's going to run. Yeah, I want him up against the, like a window on that front wall, basically. Okay, yep, he's there. Um, I guess, well, is can you smash a window and shoot? Uh, yes. All right, that's what he's going to do. He's going to take a shot, I think, at... Um, the guy on the street, yeah, who just stepped out. Okay. He is going to be rolling at a negative two, because that guy has dodge. So negative four, because he okay. mapped. Yeah. But he misses. Alright, shot goes wild. Do I see that these weapons aren't doing anything against Absolutely. Paul? Absolutely, yeah. You definitely can clearly see that uh, Paul is unaffected by all of this stuff that has just happened. And I saw, like, the head thing, the headshot didn't work either. Correct, yeah. He just shrugged all of it off. I'm going to, like, yell at Kane, like, over the zing of the bullets. You know, what? what is that? 
how is that even possible? And then she's going to take shots at Wendigos. Okay. Uh, first with Redemption, and we'll do Loaded for Wolves and Sacrament of Surprise. We'll do Fire. Okay. Uh, 8. That will hit with a raise. 13. That will shake it. Actually, 14. Sorry. Four, that will kill it. And then a rage at the other one. Raise. That's going to raise. 12. That will shake it. So you fire off a couple shots. Boom, boom. Uh, one Wendigo goes down. The other uh, staggers back from the bullet. Uh, Sylvia's turn. Sylvia is going to lift up into the air and move on top of the very same building that Curtis is inside. You don't need to count square. She's got so much movement because you got a raise on that. You just put her down. She's on top of it. Um, she is going to uncoil her whip and uh, she lashes it out and as it cracks, it's going to send a beam of green energy at one of the Wendigo. She gets a raise. I didn't add any modifiers to that, so. But she did it for a Peasley. Six damage. Uh, she's pretty cautious. She's not going to spend any of her bennies. Uh, so, yeah, it just doesn't do any damage to the creature. She kind of curses. Like, God damn it. Now's the Wendigo's turn. So, let's start over here with Lau. So, the... Remaining two Wendigo there are going to move into base contact, so all four are going to get attacks. And they each have a gang of bonus of three. Yes, they do. Uh, my fat needs a detail. What's, uh, what's Lau's parry? It's eight. Eight? Yeah, it's a miss. It's a miss. One hit. Blow that up. That is a seven. One raise. One hit and one raise. My damage. That is 15, 17, 19 damage against Lau. So that would be two wounds. Lau will attempt to soak. Um, He does not soak anything, so he's going to try again. But he's going to roll better this time. Okay, he soaks him. All right, and then the regular hit. Oh, boy. It's an 11. 17 damage. Uh, no, 19 damage. Alright, he takes two wounds. And Lau gets savaged by the Wendigo. I think I'm charging up. See, we got a Wendigo over here that needs to unshake. It does not. Uh, so, that Wendigo is going to go right after Daisy. Eight paces. It misses, but it does not critically miss as it comes running up. Uh, the other one is going to go right at Meifu. And it gets a three to hit. Uh, those three are going to run uh, a total of 12 squares forward. Uh, more Wendigo appear on the battlefield coming from all around. But that was the end of their turn. So now it is Kane's turn. Kane reloads, measured, calm. And he calls over his shoulder to Rachel. I don't know. I ain't seen no one who wouldn't <laughs> didn't go down to a volley of bullets. He is going to move three paces diagonally towards me. 
And then uh, he is going... He's not going to than the hammer, actually. He is just going to shoot once at the Wendigo that is uh, threatening Daisy. Blows up the dice, gets a raise. But he's going to spend a penny for that poopy damage. Not that that was any better. That's 10, 11, 12. Oh, that's actually enough. Right, wait, 10, 11, 12, no, that's not enough. That only shakes the Wendigo. Should have found the hammer. Uh, Paul is going to go next. Paul needs to unshake. Uh, he unshakes. He is going to try and grab Haru uh, and attempt to grapple, so opposed athletics. Oh my god. Uh, 18. Whatever 18 and 5 is. 23. 23. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I got 11. Yeah. <laughs> I was one away from Paul, so kept blowing it up. So. so, Paul grabs you, Haru, by the neck, lifts you up in the air, and then starts to backtrack. Move him and Haru nine paces back towards me. Well, this this can't happen. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he backs up. He spins you around, Haru, so you're facing away from him. Your swords are probably going all cocky. I don't think you've dropped your weapons, but you're also kind of struggling in his grasp. He spins you around, and then he puts his other hand on the crown of your head, and you feel his, his fingernails digging into your skull a little more painfully than human nails should And that is Paul's turn. Herod. Can Herod make an occult check to see what's going on with Paul? Does that make sense of that? Sure. Uh, That's a five. Um, Yeah, he's invincible. He probably has some sort of weakness, but you've got to figure that out somehow. Um, Recognizing that, uh, Herod will move further forward to be closer to the rest of the group. And uh, he'll bark out an order. Ignore Paul. Matsuhara can handle himself. Take out the the small fry. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and BattleBards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective and Danheim. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen. Thank you once again, and we'll catch you next time.